Um, um, I, I entitled the sermon, On Earth As It Is In Heaven. And then, because um, I'm always talking about heaven, and I, I appreciate it because, look, I'm tired of here, and I just really want to go there. I'm not crazy that I want to go blow my head off or nothing, you know what I mean, or suicide or, or whatever, because my life is not my own. It's for God's use. So that's why um, we have to be patient and wait, but what his promise is true. This heaven that we inherit, <laughs> there's nothing like it we've ever known. Nothing like it we've ever known. We've had thoughts, um, that, you know, and then we imagine, and then what we read in the text will open up our understanding, but I hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things he has in store for us. Now he's giving us as we, as we seek him, he's giving us pieces. But um, just give me one inkling and I'll tell you, I would rather be there than here. Just, just much rather. Bless the Lord. So um, it's just, it's just trial after trial after trial after trial after <laughs> trial. You know, um, we don't know what's next. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, Jesus deals with three specific, uh, we're going to read Matthew 6, 1 through 4, and then 6, 16 through 18, and then 6, 5 through 15. So uh, Jesus deals with three specific areas of practical righteousness in an individual's lives. Charitable deeds, prayer, and fasting. Um, we'll talk about all three, you know, to some degree, but the focus is really going to be on prayer. Um, and, you know, and what prayer really um, affords us. So let's talk about charity. Matthew 6, 1 says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Um, there's another key right there that rewards are available to us, okay? You know, God is a God of rewards, now, this doesn't have anything to do with our salvation, but he wants to bless us with eternal rewards. That means I'll give you something that cannot be stolen, will not rust, the moths can't eat it, it's never going away. You'll always have the value of whatever reward he gives you in the kingdom. So if you come in as a millionaire, you will never be less than a millionaire. All right? That was a kind of a way to say it. But, you know, but really, there is commerce in heaven, in the kingdom. So it, it, it actually means that some will be higher than others, right? According to what we're doing here, we'll be blessed there. So, all right, this is what the Bible teaches. You know, a lot of people just want to stick to, oh, I just want to see Jesus. Well, he wants to see you too. But his father wants to reward you for, his, for your service, right? He does. He really does. He's going to reward you. I thought about you, Jonetta. Uh, when I first came to um, San Leandro, this, this is not in the sermon, but when I came there, that book you brought up, uh, Pastor Rick, about um, we can trust God, I didn't have one. She gave me one. 
You know, she just gave me one. And so now you might think, oh, that was, no, that wasn't much, you know. And you know you should have gave me your money too. But, but, (laughs) but here's the point. It's like God's going to reward you for something so minute because he can. And it's nothing for him to reward you and all the rest of us and still have abundance to continually give out because God is not depreciating. He's growing. Where we're in a world that's dying, that's a world that's thriving. It's, it's living, it's, it's growing, it's getting better, not worse, right? We're getting worse. Bless the Lord. So anyway, I just use you as an example. And then, um, I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so what does the Bible say? So that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you, right? So the name father in these verses is found 10 times. The father is the key to understanding all these verses. Deeds of righteousness should not be done for his approval, nor for the approval, should not be done for his approval, nor the approval of others. Reminds me of something I just heard a minute ago. I am doing deeds of righteousness for the Lord's approval, not for the approval of others. Bless the Lord. Okay. So Jesus, this was a sermon. So Jesus' sermon says, don't parade our piety by performing charitable deeds for the purpose of being seen by others. It's not the deed that the Lord condemns, but the motive. Okay, right? The motives of our heart. I mean, look, by now we all realize we have some impure motives, right? And so what the Lord is trying to do is point it out and that it will continually be pointed out that we won't resist when we're finding out that our motives are impure, even after we've acknowledged our impure motives. They're so impure that after your acknowledgement, there's more impure motives that come up to try to protect you from your acknowledgement. Right? Right? We, we, we just, we just have, we're going to have a hard time here. Okay? Because they come to help you. know that wasn't that bad. No, I'm trying to confess my motives. But it's like a re- recyclical kind of a you know, looping that goes on, that it comes back to cover, to help you cover your sin. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy. Um, so in 6.2, Jesus says, surely they have received their rewards, right? Okay, now, you know, you might settle for a reward, the acclaim of people. I mean, basically, if you think about it, this is where we came from. You do something good and then you're heralded. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like it makes sense to, for the rest of your life, try to get that heralding, that acclaim, that, that right? It just kind of makes sense. So, But God differentiates because we're impure. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We might do things that are outside of righteousness in order to be approved of, Right? Because at all costs now, we want that feeling of approval. And if we haven't learned where to get this approval from, or if we've learned where to get it from, but we still want immediate gratification, right? What we're going to do is we're going to, oh, this can wait. 
You tell me what, what my greatness. You, <laughs> Beverly, said, I want to hear it now. You know, it's like, and look, um, I may have hurt some people in order to hear it and done some wrong things, but just give me, gratify my need because we have this need. It's like a vacuum. It's dying to be filled with something. And we fill it illegitimately with the wrong thing. God really wants us to seek his approval and believe in him and believe in his rewards and believe in his promises so that we can be filled and this kingdom of God is present because of our filling on earth. Get it? The kingdom of God is at hand. This is what Jesus said. Well, I couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. But it's the purity that rests in him, the righteousness of God, right? Everything the father wants, he wants to practice. So when you see him, when you're confronted with him, you're confronted with the kingdom of God. Bless the Lord. He said in the scripture, I didn't write it down, but um, the, the, you, you guys know, you scholars, <laughs> the, um, you're not far from the kingdom because of what the man said, right? You're not far from the kingdom. That means when we're practicing righteousness in here, we're not far from the kingdom, right? Okay, so, so now this practice is, it, I'm not saying that disciplines are all we need. It's good to practice discipline, but the utmost discipline is requesting from God, right? Continue to help me in areas that I might think I got. I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. Help me there or help me in areas where I don't want to have it. <laughs> I want to go my way. Yeah. Bless the Lord. So this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to really seek him at all costs for everything so that we can be the righteous beings that he's saying we can be and we can bring the kingdom of God to this planet. Bless the Lord. So our father sees in secret. We would have to make known what we're doing because everyone doesn't have the ability that God has to see in secret, right? Okay, so notice also that you'll be rewarded you're rewarded for what's going on in here, <laughs> right? Okay, it, it, what's going on out here, based on what's going on here, if it's for his approval, there's a reward for you. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. So, so really, you want your short-term reward? <laughs> you don't check your heart. Just go do your thing, right, right? So, so, so the Lord wants us to check ourselves, really, a continuous searching of our hearts so that we can actually divulge anything that's not right. We can't do it. We need him to do it. Search me, O oh Lord, and know me. Right? That's his job. My, my job is to request. Look in here. <laughs> I am not going to run off and tell everybody I don't have any sin. That's just the craziest thing you ever heard of. Bless God. No, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm full of sin. I'm going to share some of that sin. Now, so that you guys, because y'all don't believe me that I'm full of sin. So, 
<laughs> so, so, oh yeah, so, no. So, you know, um, in 6.4, the sermon continues. So that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Notice our father, he sees in secret. Ever, have you ever felt like convicted behind the others, or expectations of others? You, you, right? So um, say a man is driving up the street and then he sees a homeless man that fell down, right? And then, you know, you usually would give aid or whatever, but you're deciding to slow your roll and pray, right? You want to pray and see what it is God's will has for you. It looks dire and everything, but he just may not want you to involve yourself. Who knows? That's the first order of business is praying. It doesn't have to be verbal. It needs to be here, going on right now, right? I felt convicted by the charity of others, and so I gave so that others would see I was also charitable. Remember when the money mongers would come to church and say, they'd make you feel guilty? Now, we need $10 million. <laughs> we know it's in the house, <laughs> right? Okay, you didn't plan on giving, you already gave or whatever the case may be, but while people are getting up coming, he's just looking at you. Yeah, you're, so, right? You know, so you, you look around, you try to look around and everything, and then he says something like this, some of you are looking around. You know, you know it's you, right? Okay, so we've been provoked. We're being provoked into doing something that might not be his will for us. Now, we don't practice that here. You know that. Half of you wouldn't be here if we did. We're never begging for money. It doesn't work like that. I know, we know, and you guys know that it's to your best benefit to support the advancement of God's kingdom. Right? It makes perfect sense. Give, be a, a cheerful giver. Right? And give. This sermon's not about that kind of charity, but it, it goes without saying. If I'm provoked to do it, what is my reward from God? If this minister comes in and talks me into giving, right? And I'm doing it because he's pressing me. Because I don't want to look awkward. Sharon got up and went and gave and turned around and looked at me like, why are you not up giving? Right? So, so now I'm going to give. God doesn't want us to operate under those kinds of constraints. All right? He really wants us to seek him first. Bless the Lord. Now, um, <clears throat> how about, I felt convicted by the charity of others, so I gave yes. Is that bad? It has everything to do with building or maintaining my reputation. Right? I need to build a reputation, yes, I give also, or I need to maintain a reputation that you know I'm a giver. If you don't see me give, you're going to think he ain't no giver, right? It could also um, cause a, a friction because he's not giving, I'm not giving, right? right? You, you see what I'm saying? He's a, a man in the church, a minister. 
He's not giving. I'm not giving. I'm following him. No, you follow him. Because the crazy preacher that's asking for your money may be not in line with God. But God is still, there's going to be times that you're going to do things that you don't think are right, but you know you're being pressed by his spirit. Right? So I'm telling you, it has nothing to do with anyone else except you and God. Be a pleasure to God because you want his approval where all your rewards come from. Bless the Lord. You couldn't give if he hadn't first given you. You couldn't do it. He might not want you to give what he's given you to someone else based on your heart's condition. Right? Because if the heart is wrong, it's not pleasing him. Now, don't use what I'm saying to stop giving because you'll be in content. <laughs> you give. You guys understand what I'm saying. Bless the Lord. Um, if in my heart I want to demonstrate how Christians should see the giving operation going on or the charitable operation going on or me helping someone else or whatever the case may be, that motive is a good motive. I remember when I first got clean and everything and I, I went to a couple churches. I was looking for a church and this, I ended up, a friend of mine, uh, told, I met a guy that ministered what he came to me and talked to me about God on the Hilltop Mall. I mean, he was so serious. He just, I saw him just coming, you know, through all the crowd. Just, is he coming to me? I was mad because I wanted to go and buy whatever, Calvin Klein or whatever. You know, and I was mad and he came and started witnessing to me and everything. Next thing you know, I was going to neighborhood church in San Francisco. This guy was married with some six kids, stepkids, and had one kid of his own. He was determined to raise this woman's other kids. And he was very proud of him. Um, nonetheless, I sat near um, congregant Mother Persons was her name. And when the time came to give, she pulled out her checkbook. And, you know, I just have to show you, you know, she was sitting beside me and she pulled it out and she turned it this way and was writing, you know, yeah, all them zeros, you know, she, she was right. It was a large amount of money, right? So, and I was sitting there thinking, well, I don't have that, so, so right? However, I honestly know she knew, she knew my story. So TJ, who had brought me there, had told her I'm bringing a new guy to church and this and that. He don't know much. She wanted to demonstrate giving. It wasn't that she was showing off. She was trying to show me, give, you know, give to the church. It never left me. Even when I couldn't come to church and I was still a heathen scoundrel, in my head, I would go to work on a Sunday. I was working on a Sunday. I would write my check out and give it to someone that was going to a church I'd never been to. Take this to your church. Well, what if they're a crazy church? Well, God knows my heart, right? Right? So I'm, I'm operating. Now, listen, back then I wasn't operating on the rule, seek God first. <laughs> but the example that she set for me, right? It was working because now I know to give. This is not my money, right? And so I learned that from Mrs. Persons. I still haven't given in the amount that she was right. I wonder if she really gave that, that check because... Uh... <laughs> All right, so I'm going to skip down to the third part. 
and talk about fasting. So Matthew 6.16 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Okay? So, um, oh, and then 17 says, But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Okay? Um, That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So, again... There's some rewards, and there's the ability for your father to see what's going on in your heart in the secret utmost place of your being. God is looking all in there. (laughs) He all up in there, right? Okay? (laughs) By his spirit. He's he's checking it out. It's kind of like we need to remind ourselves and be reminded that here's what I'm thinking, and here's what I can get away with, but I'm being observed, right? And for the purpose of what? Not condemnation, it's for reward. He wants to reward any effort that I'm doing to please him and to further his agenda, right? He didn't come to condemn, he came to save us, right? So he's looking in our hearts for ways that he can work in our hearts to make us suitable for his rewards. We are believers. We have one reward that outstands any other reward. We're not going to hell. So if you never get another reward, I'm telling you, you got the utmost reward. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. But I keep saying, okay, move in with pump. Let the Lord sing over you. <laughs> Rosemary wrote that to me today uh, in a text message. Uh, yeah, but let the Lord, look, move in where you're going to live forever. Hey, move in with accolades. Because you deferred those accolades here. You're going to get them 10 and 100 fold there. Heaven is real. This is not some spooky, ghostly place with fumes and floating ethereal craziness okay heaven is real um fasting has no merit as far as salvation is concerned neither does it give a christian special standing with god a pharisee once boasted that he fasted twice a week you heard him i fast like the pharisee and the publican yeah he talked about it all that he was doing and added his fasting Um, However, it failed to bring him the justification he sought because Jesus said that this man that beat his breast, right? Because he knew he was a sinner. This guy walked away justified. And the person that was doing all this fasting and letting everybody know about it and putting the dirt on his head and looking crazy and everything, (laughs) you know, he gets that temporal reward That does not make it into heaven. It does not add up on his account. We have an account in heaven full of good things God wants to give us for the good things we've done. Right? This is God. He loves us. He loves us like you love your kid and you want to give him the reward for what he's done. Bless the Lord. Bless God. 
So, <clears throat> while it's not commanded in the New Testament, I don't know if you guys know it, but we're on a fast right now, right? It's not one of those hard Daniel fasts or, or whatever that, you know, but it's a fast, so be obedient to it. And fast from whatever it is that Ruth has brought into the picture. <laughs> whatever it is that, <laughs> whatever you loving. Look, let me tell you something. I know some of your loves. I know some of what you loving. All right? Don't go for the lesser love and fast from that. Fast from the playoffs and from the Super Bowl. And fast from the big, big, giant something that you know I can't, I gotta have it. Do it for God. All right? Look, don't come running out the house talking about, oh, oh, I can't, I'm fasting. I can't look at Steph Curry right now. I'm, I'm fasting. Look, <laughs> that's nobody's business. It's between you and God. But don't mistake this suggestion here. Actually, I wouldn't call it a suggestion, this dominating statement. Don't neglect this statement. It, it's like, don't pat yourself on the back. If I come over to your house with Super Bowl tickets, Donna, yeah, <laughs> but if I come over there with Super Bowl tickets, and, and, and you're fasting, you can tell me I'm fasting. You get it? So you, it's, it's not that keeping it secret makes it approved of. It's that you're doing it for God. If I tell you, Gina, I'm coming over, let's go to four quarter pounder, eight pound burger and get lunch. Uh, well, I can't go, well, why not? I'm fasting. I understand, right? It's not that you have to keep it secret in that regard. You're, what, what, what's being conveyed here is don't build yourself up doing a reasonable thing that's gonna help you. Don't parade and make public this fast so that you look better than others, right? Bless the Lord. Bless God. Donna's going. Chico and that son. We got to talk to her. <laughs> we'll meet you. <laughs> anyway, I love Donna. Uh, fasting, while it's not commanded, has a promise of reward. It can aid in one's prayer life by taking away dullness and drowsiness from the prayer life. Okay. That old, let me just say anything right now so God know I'm praying and then, you know, and then and I nod off, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's not by our much speaking. Jesus said that words matter. When you're communicating with God, it's this first and what comes out of your mouth. So, right? Okay, so this, let me hurry up and say something. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's not, that's a blueprint, okay? <laughs> that's not the way we pray. Right? <clears throat> Fasting is a matter between an in individual and God and should be done only with the desire to please God. How am I going to be able to please God? Because I'm fasting and I'm requesting that God help me fast properly so that I can push away things that I really love 
so that by pushing those things away, I become more exercised and disciplined in hearing from him rather than from them. Right? Okay, so I need his help to fast. It's not like just one day I'm going on a fast at 2 o'clock. Lord, help me fast at 2 o'clock. He's good at helping us. This is what he does. Right? He wants to help. He wants to be all in it and help you through it. While you all fainting and carrying on and stuff, he'll pick you up. <laughs> help you make it. <laughs> right. Right. But you're doing it. You're doing it for him. Bless the Lord. And, and look, whatever we do for God, he wants to be a part of it. He wants to be in it. He wants us in his stuff and he wants to be in, in our stuff. This is God. Right? He's not the God that people are trying to give us an image of. These non-believers, this hateful God, why would he let this and that and this happen? No, he knows what you can endure. And he may take you through some trials. But he's going to take you through some trials. Right? He knows. He wouldn't put it, give it to you or allow it for you if he didn't know that you're going to be a testimony so even if it comes to your death, from your dying breath, you're speaking about him. Your reward will be great in heaven. You get it? It sounds crazy, but it's true. He wants us to be a testament to who he is, his faithfulness. What has he done for us? He's worked all our lives. Death is not the end of it. This death is the beginning of life eternal, right? Bless the Lord, I'm sorry. We're all faced, look, the, 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 indeed the sentence of death lingers over our heads. Lamentations 3.15. Indeed the sentence of death lingers over our heads so that we would know him who raises the dead, right? So when we're thinking about this death thing, this death is following all of us. It's going to happen unless we're raptured. Right? Not one person in here won't experience death unless we're raptured. And so someone gets a diagnosis of some sort, but I die tomorrow. He looked pretty healthy to me. <laughs> hey, God knows what he's doing. Live each moment like it can happen to you. Right? Bless the Lord. Bless God. Matthew 6.16. A few remarks on the practice of fasting at the time of our Lord. The sinful and unprofitable manner in which the Jews observed it. We don't want to do it like them. It's futility. They already have their reward. The direction given to us is observance. Right? The propriety of private fasting what we want to do is keep it secret between me and God or you and God right to the degree that we're not boasting in what we're able to do okay because you can't even fast without God even the non-believer can't fast without God God can take his breath away like this Right? So we need to, we really need to keep it private 
in the sense that we're not esteeming ourselves. Okay? Bless the Lord. Okay. So the last, uh, let me move on down here to the praying. So then uh, Matthew 6, 5 through 6, 10 says, says, uh, it says, uh, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and, and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases, you know, like I just talked about, as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be, be heard for their many words. Um, I'm going to stop right there real quick to say, um, I believe tongues exists. But I do believe there's some mis appropriation of tongues. If, if you come up to me and you come in to help me and you're okay, it's kind of like, do you even know what you're saying? And is there an interpreter because I don't know what you're saying? Now, it's not that I need to know what you're saying as long as you know God knows what you're saying and you have an interpreter if I need to know what you're saying. Um, you're showing off and you're causing other people to come up with babbling because they want to show off too. All right? They're, 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 look, they're, they're, all right? What we're doing is affecting the climate, right? So, to, look, you, you got it, he got it, he got it, he's doing Okay? I am not making fun of talking in tongues. Because I believe it was real. I believe it wasn't that it could very well have carried on into this place. But what I'm saying is, is that if I'm talking in tongues so that I'm actually esteemed, <laughs> I'm going to get my reward. That boy sure can talk in them tongues. What did he say? I don't know. But he babbled his way through here today. And we, look, I used to go to Catholic church. I didn't know what I was doing. My mom started that stuff. She wasn't even Catholic. She even talked about them afterwards. <laughs> she had us going to Catholic church and the, the preacher was speaking in Latin. I can't speak Latin. Did you go to church today? Yeah, what'd you learn? He spoke in tongues? I don't know, right? It makes sense that we take a look at some of the routine manner by which we've been operating, okay? It makes sense that we ask God, is this really what I should be doing with this person right now? How is this person gleaning from what I'm trying to impart? If, if, right? Okay, so let's, let's look, God, observe my default way of operation. It's been this way for some time. I need your help. It may mean confessions, it may mean, any, look, whatever it means, I might be embarrassed in front of you, but approved of by him. Confess. Bless the Lord. Um, so, <clears throat> don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need even before you ask. Pray then like this. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive, oh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It's omitted in some text, and I actually accidentally copied this one. However, if you forgive others' trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. you. But if you do not forgive others' trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Um, We can't just jump into every scene that is heart-wrenching, okay? So we're talking about fasting, and then we're talking about charitable work, Okay? Right, but everything that comes up doesn't require my intervention. Now, I've been the type, you guys, you don't know it, I ain't even thinking, I'll pull over for every need. Drill to, you know, you can't pull over for everything. It's good to start asking the Lord. Look, it might, it might be, I can't see a need. And there's where I should be where the need is not observable by me, right? I do believe the spirit will lead us where he wants us to go, right? But if I'm just routinely just stopping every time I see somebody throw their foot up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look, okay, my heart is in it, but is his heart in me. I want his heart to operate. I want to start turning over my routine to God, right? It's not an escape from our being made in his image. We're image bearers. He wants to help, but we're not omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent. We can only do one thing at one time. And if he sees best that I'm over here helping Tina, right? Then over here helping Sharon who looks sad, right? See, because I can't see the inside. He's in there in the heart, right? We can't see. (laughs) Samuel thought for sure this was be the one, this big robust guy. Yeah, this, this is the one. And God says, no, you're looking on the outer surface. I see the heart. Geraldine is smiling and happy go lucky and jumping up and around and thinking suicide. He knows, I don't know. Right? So I want to get into this habit of, look, God, help me. Because I'm just, what was Sarah Palin? Uh, they called her rogue. I'm running rogue. You know, she was, uh, I hate to use politics. I'm not promoting Sarah T- Palin, but I remember putting the term together when they were using it. She's rogue. So if she was running as a campaign mate with someone else, but they, she wasn't doing what the strategists were telling her to do. She's off and running. If we're not doing what the strategist is telling us to do, we're running rogue, right? Bless God, bless the Lord. It's not, look, it seems hard, but the hardest part is to convince ourselves before I make an independent decision, let me ask you. If we do that, things are gonna start working for us working for his approval if we seek him first. Bless the Lord. Bless God. You see somebody being beat up? I'm almost done. 
You see somebody being beat up out here on the street? Look, some things I'll jump out for without thinking. But if it's a big gang of people beating somebody up, I might think so. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm no martial artist. All right? I'm just a skinny. I have always been too skinny. I don't know how I got through some fights. It, was, it had to be God. Yeah, I'm telling you. It had to be. Because I get to the place where it's like I have no choice but to fight. Then I'm swinging for my life because I'm going to die. You know? This big gorilla is going to kill me. Right? Okay. It's not like I'm looking to come to the rescue of people that are, I don't even know the circumstance. I can rationalize and reason with myself that, no, I don't think I should go there. She over there looked thirsty. Let me drive over there and give her some water. Right? Okay. So, all right. So, any believer would want to intervene in some way or another because you don't want to see the person being mistreated. Right? Would you consider putting your life at risk and going rescue the person? That's iffy. Doing so, you know, things come to mind. This could be an opportunity you'd always wanted. Now, say if I was a special martial artist, kickboxing, cage fighter, right? Here's an opportunity for the news to see what I've done to save the day. Still an incorrect motive of my heart, right? So I got fear on the one side and cowardliness, cowardice, whatever you call it, and on the other side, here's, here's a, I want to show off. I'll be on the front page. This is what I've worked out for. <laughs> I lived it. You know? It's time for me to use my, my martial arts. I'm going to kick some heads off. Okay? Kick them heads right off. And it'll just be all over the paper. <laughs> okay? So, What's wrong with that? You saved a person's life. You got out there and kicked his head off or you ran away or whatever the case may be. For the believer, it should come to mind that God could defend the person by merely stopping the heartbeats of the offenders. Now, since we're not um, um, privy to having ever really seen or we discount miracles because we've seen many but we will discount them as just a nature or happenstance or coincidence, right? Um, we can each talk about something. Lorraine gave that one about the fire that time in the Bible study where they, you know, she got led out of there to safety. Remember? Okay, so that we can each tell one or more, right? Um, over time, we might say, well, maybe it wasn't all that. It wasn't that supernatural or whatever the case may be. Um, God intervenes in our lives to the point that we're alive right now today. It's a miracle for a sinner like me to be alive right now today. Standing in a pulpit, right? This doesn't, it, look, a miracle, okay? Miracles do exist, right? Okay, so <clears throat> it's not that we only pray, but we're expecting to feel what we should do. I may have to get out and shout or something. Maybe I can just open up the Lord. You want me to get out and shout? Ah! Right? Maybe that'll change their focus. Or blow my horn. Bang, bang! Right? Or call the police from the car. Or yell out the driver next to me and say, get out and do something. You go. Right? 
who knows? I don't know. But I won't know unless I start praying and asking the Lord. Bless God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. This thing's going to kill me. Let's see. Oh, it was caught in my button. Um, if I felt led to tell the driver next to me to do something and it turns out that he's an undercover cop and I told him that because I prayed first, I can give God the glory, right? Right? It doesn't all require my, you know, head kicking. It doesn't require me to get out or to shout or to blow the horn or whatever the case. What's required is that I seek God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. This is something I'm telling you. We're going to do this thing. <laughs> we're going to be seeking God first. Bless the Lord. If I felt led to tell the driver the next thing, if you pass by and notice the person being mistreated, but you knew that it was the will of God that you not intervene, even when you find that it's your own son being scourged, whipped, and beaten, and then they were nailing him to a cross. Restraining yourself, the ability to restrain yourself or the truth that you will need to be restrained will come to matter. Okay, let's consider Mary. Why was she restrained? Why did she allow this? You have no mention of her running up crying, right? Crying, stop this. The Bible would have said in marriage she just fought with the, the soldiers and they had to arrest her and all of this kind of sort of stuff. Why? Because she knew this would usher in the kingdom on earth. Bless the Lord. Bless God. Listen, we want God to do on earth as it is in the kingdom. Right? She knew what was going on here. It would be hard for any one of you or me to watch something like this happen to my son unless I had inside information that God wants to give me. He wants to populate our hearts with the truth, even of the truth that comes tomorrow. He wants us to beware and be ready for tomorrow, right? Yes, today is one day, it's a one day at a time journey, right? But he wants to prep us for tomorrow. If we follow him today, we'll be ready for tomorrow, right? Now this isn't um, to be macabre or to just, you know, that's just crazy, I couldn't do it. You can do anything, you can do anything if you seek God first and you ask the Lord, help me in this endeavor. Help me back off so that things can be the way you want them. Help me back off, right? Or help me indulge. But you, Lord, I need you to let me know. Bless God. Mary knew more than an attempt to stop the crime, her in-depth knowledge calls her silence. Silence, any one of you mothers or parents know. That would be hard to do in and of yourself. You need power from heaven to do that. Seek him so that we can be empowered to say no or to restrain ourselves or to back off. Bless God. They'll drive you crazy, 
<laughs> if you don't, you'll involve yourself in every intricate detail and you will be worthless for the kingdom. Because if you love them, they will drive you crazy. <laughs> Bless the Lord. No, I am done. Um, um, I could go on, but I'm not because pastor said I preached. And once you get that, you know. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I got some approval. I was seeking this. It came through him. Bless the Lord. All right. <laughs> let's pray. Let's pray. I think I made my point. Did, did I? Okay. So let's pray. Let's pray.